and welcome to Dispel Magic, the podcast where we overthink how the magic of D&D might shape your campaign in surprising and unexpected ways. I'm Benjamin, game designer and writer. You can find me on Twitter at Sterling Vermin or the internet at large at sterlingvermin.com. And my name is Dane. I'm a dungeon master, podcaster, and voice actor, and you can find me everywhere at Dane in Danger. Benjamin, we have guests. We do? Did you put out the fine china? I was unaware that we had any. No, it's in the back of the cupboard. This week, we've got Alex and Quinn from a couple of characters, a podcast where they discuss topics related to creating characters for role-playing games. Welcome, Quinn and Alex. Hi. Hello. Thank you for having us. It's good to have you here. Uh, wait, wait a minute. Is this uh, basic plates and... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Dane didn't uh, tell me what was up before. Okay, it's fine. I'll stay. Yeah. <laughs> so you folks brought Cure Wounds. Talk a little bit about your thoughts behind picking this spell. I think we were just, I don't know, we were just talking. And it might have been because we'd both been recently listening to your show. We were like, you know what would really mess up the world or make the world very different is healing magic. It would really completely change the landscape of how medicine is practiced. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's kind of it in a nutshell right there is that we were, you know, when we found out that we might be invited over to use Fine China, we thought, <laughs> um, what spells could we bring and this one stood out as one that would really impact the world. And give us lots to talk about. Medicine checks. Am I right? Am I right, mm -hmm. everybody? Medicine yeah. checks. That's the most common check I do in my games. Oh, really? No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, I was going to say, I, don't, I actually don't know if I've seen it get rolled in a game before. Right. <laughs> no, the most common one he does is deception. Yeah, Please. I don't know. Yeah, that is true. I don't know that I've ever done a medicine check. Yeah, I don't know that anyone's ever done a medicine check. No, I've witnessed it happen. It's like Sasquatch where you kind of... <laughs> Allegedly. There are rumors... There's been a sighting. A weird, unreliable person you know says that they saw it once, but... Yeah. Because with, with healing magic, you don't even need to know how hurt they are. You just need to know they're hurt. They just need to not be dead. Well, depending on what it is, I guess. <laughs> For this one, you need to not be dead. I was talking to a non-D&D person about the spell, and they were asking, like, are there different healing words or different spells for different injuries and i was like nope just heal them up don't need to know anything about it just heal them up do you got a stab wound do you have a broken bone doesn't matter a little scrape <laughs> i fell i fell down a tree it's fine it reminds me of when my grandpa was really into neti pot and like any malady he's like you should neti pot about that it's giving me big the windex Right. From <laughs> Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yep. Yep. Just spray some cure wounds on there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you guys know this about um like folk medicine type things and like snake oil salesmen and the history of medicine. But a lot of times when things are like, oh, it cures cancer and tuberculitis and, 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 and. and <laughs> you know, and that common things, disease, tuberculitis. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever there's something like that, it's like usually that means it doesn't actually do anything but in this case, it does. Yeah, no, that's a really funny point. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into the details. Cure Wounds is a first-level evocation spell available to artificers, bards, clerics, druids, 
Paladins and Rangers. It takes one action to cast, has a range of touch, and a duration of instantaneous. The spell text says, A creature you touch regains a number of hit points equal to 1d8 plus your spellcasting ability modifier. This spell has no effect on undead or constructs. At higher levels, when you cast the spell using a spell slot of second level or higher, the healing increases by 1d8 for each slot level above first. Mm-hmm. Nice and simple. And everyone can do it. Name yeah. a spellcaster. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a, a um, lot of them. Yeah, there's like three. Wizards. It's the sorcerer, wizard, warlock. Three of the nine can't cast it. And, and I'm sure there are uh, subclasses for them that can. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's the Celestial Warlock that gets it. and A Divine Soul. Divine Soul Sorcerer. Yeah, there's a Divine Soul Sorcerer. So I think Wizard might be the only one that currently can't get the spell. Yeah. Unless you use our cool homebrew thing that you made. Yeah, I don't know. Did we do an episode about that yet? We did. Oh, okay. We definitely yeah. did it. School of Medicine, ironically named. Oh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, expected use is heal your party, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think mostly in a fight, you know, it's primarily to keep people up in a fight or to get people back up in a fight because otherwise you can short rest, which is just as simple. So it's really just some like when you need an immediate fix for something. I mean, it's just odd that prayer of healing is 10 minutes casting time, which is, you know, kind of in the same vein of these. Mm -hmm. But that one with the 10 minute casting time is like, well, if you have 10 minutes, you probably have an hour. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. yeah. this is in D terms you got 10 minutes i have a question is there a thing in the dmg or player's handbook whatever that specifically limits how many short rests you can take in a day or is it just the amount of time there's no limits to the number of short rests you can take in a day it is one long rest per 24 hours mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but there's no number no limit to the number of short rests you can do but eventually you'll run out of hit dice so short rests won't do a lot in terms of regaining hit points after a certain yeah. time. Right. It'll just be if you ha- if you happen to be a class that has other things that you get. It gets a little fuzzy there because if you had a warlock who could heal and since they regain their spell slots on a short rest, mm-hmm. they just kind of indefinitely could restore people to full on short rest alone. I'm actually playing in our, our home game a celestial patron warlock. And yeah, like if we're about to take a short rest, she's like, oh yeah, let me just blow these cure wounds on some people and like get them healed up. You slash you need heal, you need a heal. Yeah. Everyone line <laughs> you up. You didn't get punched. Go away. <laughs> yeah, the problem is and by everyone if you mean two people, because I have two spell slots. <laughs> <laughs> that is the that is the problem. That is the problem. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that it occurs to me looking at this spell is just like Benjamin detailed, it's pretty purely mechanical. Like, mm-hmm. like it doesn't really, if healing happens that quickly in game, then like the whole natural world of Dungeons and Dragons is imbued with its natural healing abilities that you can take an hour and regain, you, you know, your cuts heal up and things like that. So if healing is already fast tracked, mm-hmm. then these spells are literally for mechanics to keep battles going mm-hmm. and the, the reverberations on the actual world aren't ever considered for for that because yeah there should be no sickness there should be no yeah. uh maladies yeah it's i guess it just probably just stems from the fact that this is based off of their love of war games mm-hmm. and their whole thing was 
I want a fantasy war game where I keep fighting. I just want to keep fighting. I guess that's why it's here. You know, when I was planning for this episode, I I looked it up in the player's handbook to find out how specific it was about what hit points were, because obviously that flavors the fiction of what's going on with the spell. And all it says is it's a measure of your toughness. So I, I, I definitely I've seen plenty of online conversations where people will argue hit points aren't actually damage being done to your body. It's mm-hmm. like your luck running out before you suffer a serious injury or whatever else. And, and I think less literal, less literal. But this spell kind of puts puts lie to that idea. Yeah. Nobody's like, I feel less lucky than I was earlier. Can you cure me? I'm going to give a kind of an example. I've had this similar conversation with some friends and I kind of thought of it as like your hit points are kind of like your stamina in battle. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like you're still getting hit, but maybe you're getting like some bruises. That would be like a, some hit points lost or like you twist your ankle a little bit. That's a little more or some cuts, but like not Or you serious break an arm. Injury. That's going to be a more serious injury. Yeah, then. maybe like a crit would actually be like, oh, I got actually stabbed or I mm-hmm. broke an <laughs> arm or something. And then that gives you a little more leeway because the, my main problem with hit points is, oh, I I got stabbed. I take a, I take a long rest. I'm fine. Stabs, <laughs> That's stabs not really done. how stabs work. No. <laughs> or broken bones. Yeah. That's where I have to imagine the world is naturally imbued with these healing yeah. right. magics so. that you, you close your eyes and you're. So you're saying that just by just by the act of sleeping in this world, yeah, there's it's magic <laughs> just getting in. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's how- magic in the air, and you breathe it in, and you go to sleep. You're at death's door. You sleep for eight hours. Yeah, and no. you're better. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so, the way I had to wrap my head around it because I like to I like to narrate my games with some pretty brutal stuff because mm-hmm. if everyone's like oh my knee oh I got a click in my knee now yeah I, I'm less I'm less able I don't to know. do you could be like me and just like oh whoops I accidentally bumped my arm on a doorknob and oh look that's a nasty <laughs> bruise hmm. but well. I- I agree with you, Dean, because I think most people, we want to play these heroes in like a fantastic world. And I don't want to be like, oh, um, you deal 10 damage to this uh, demon. How do you do it? Oh, well, I kind of stabbed at him and he uh, is now slower on his yeah. next avoiding of the attack. Yeah, no, I want to stab the demon. his tennis elbow. He's not going gonna- <laughs> to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I think I think you're right, though. Most people want to make people get wounded. And then cure those wounds with these magic spells that we have. Something that probably immediately comes to mind. It came to mind for sure for all of us. I think probably for the listeners as well. The most immediate consequence of a spell like cure wounds is that the medical system looks entirely different in a dismantled D&D world. even. <laughs> yeah, dismantled. Well, dismantled, but also replaced by a track that looks mm. vaguely similar, but only superficially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And is way better. And is way <laughs> like better, way, yeah. Way yeah. faster to heal yeah. and probably cheaper because it's the first level spells are going to get you there. Yeah, well, yeah. I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say. It's like a first level spell. Like think about it. It's a first level spell. So many people have access to first level spells. Yeah. It's so commonplace that why would you use anything else? Right. 
and not even just what? spellcasters, but like there are racial traits you might have that would give you access to spells. There's feats that might give you access to spells. So mm-hmm. it's not even just limited to people leveled up in a in a spellcasting class. And yeah. when we think of healers in Dungeons and Dragons specifically, we think of clerics first, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so well, they I, get I the fe- brunt of it. Yeah, they they have the most. They have the most uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to healing. So I think that the idea is you're going to clerics, you're going to churches, and you're going to places of faith to get healed if you don't have access to those magics in in your everyday party, right? You know, I think so. I, yeah, I hadn't thought about that angle, but that brings up like a weird idea of like do you have your deity worship card to prove that you worship the deity that, mm. of this temple so we'll cure you like we're not going to cure you if you don't pray to if our you don't god believe in our in our business so well, I- i'm gonna say probably there are some places like that because i'm gonna say like look at like real world religion we'll help you out but you gotta help us out you, you know? gotta prescribe you gotta like comment and subscribe like, a to lot our- of healing was done that's where people True. like would study and things like that and take copious notes on like what kinds of plants and things like think about like monks and nuns like mm-hmm. doing all those kinds of things. So I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I, I was going to mention, I feel like we also need to mention the elephant in the room of lesser restoration. Yeah. Because right now we're not actually curing any diseases or prolonged illnesses we're just curing wounds whatever restoring hit points means though right like if i have cancer and i'm feeling ill can you cure wounds me and then i feel better it's unclear yeah yes that's a great point and no i'm gonna (laughs) say whatever vitality like you're gonna gain some of that back but you're gonna still lose those hit points i guess faster still have cancer yeah. Right. One thing I, I mentioned beforehand is that surgeries, you could just be like, I'm just going to cut this dude open with a dagger, take out the organ that's not supposed to be there appendix, anymore. Cast, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. I recently had his appendix is inflamed. Let's get that out. Yeah, I recently had appendicitis and had to do the surgery and I've got, you know, it's it's healing well, but there's a little scars. I guess in D&D that it would have been a dagger they would have cut me open with. Anyone and could do it. Anyone, anyone could do it. Anyone could just stab yeah. you, pull it out. Snip, snip it out and then cast one spell, one first level spell, and I'm fine. Yeah. Now, I am going to ask, though, how much do people study this stuff? Because, like, let's say, oh, it looks like the liver in there, whatever. Mm-hmm. You can cut that out of somebody and then heal them up, but it's not going <laughs> to... Would you know what it is? Right. Would yeah. you know what it is and they're going to die? Like, you can heal the wounds, yeah. but then they need it, so... Right. That's again, I think, where lesser restoration yep. comes in. Because if you can, we lesser restoration appendicitis, and now Benjamin's fine, we don't even have to do the surgery, you know? Yeah. So it's, I, I think, like you were saying, the landscape of medicine has completely changed from there's probably no one studying it. I mean, we probably figured out bandages, like, oh, if I'm bleeding, I should probably cover that up. Yeah, stop. We're not going to wash our hands first. We're not going right. to do anything about germs because we can just heal disease away. Germs are just demons that have yet, they're <laughs> tiny demons that have yet to be slain. Yeah. With yes. a spell. It's funny. I was researching a little bit about the germ theory of medicine just because I wasn't sure how in depth we were going to get. Mm-hmm. And they there was a lot of theories by people of like, oh, we can kind of tell that disease is spreading 
like to people that are near other people. And one of the people was like, oh, it's invisible insects that um, <laughs> like fly between. It was like, okay, mm. buddy. I know it's 1600, but invisible. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all comes back to metachlorine. Yep. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so. this, this all brings what struck me in terms of every anyone could do surgery is mm. would rogues become de facto surgeons because they have the high decks and the the dagger ability? Look, we gotta have our our barber surgeons, all right? Yeah. Well, that's what rogues I'm saying. Is be, that like, that's what they are now. They've they're good with the blades. If healing <laughs> magic like this exists and people still need things cut out, then you'd go to the person who's best with small blades. And yeah. I think mm-hmm. that that rogue rogues and thieves and and you know miscreants like that you to to get those things taken care of you'd go to the back alley and you'd be there's like a, there's a the rogues guild that that's what they're that's what they're for they're your surgeons you've got the surgeon guild well, that's what there you go that's, that's what they're for. for so that's the front they're the that's surgeon's yeah. guild mm-hmm. that's their front yeah the legitimate front to the thieves guild is this is the surgeon's guild wow it's all making that. sense it's yeah, all it's, making sense now. so there's two points we we touch on that i want to be a little more explicit about and that one is that between healing words slash cure wounds lesser restoration and a spell we haven't talked about yet spare the dying you've really got almost all medical situations covered they can pretty much do anything i mean like you have to wait till ray's dead to actually bring people back to life but short if the person's not dead yet those three spells are pretty much going to solve any problem that a person might have so that's one is that you only need a second level spell a first level spell and a cantrip to essentially solve medical problems Keep everyone running just keep them going there that's it that's medicine which is which which is so far beyond what we have in the real world yeah. What I don't have to get a spend four years in school mm-hmm. and then go four years to medical school and then spend three years as a resident and then maybe have to go do three years as a fellow and then maybe keep studying. That's like no. Instead, you just need to believe in Paylor. That's all you need. That's all you need to do is believe. Yeah. There and you then go. maybe go kill a couple skeletons. <laughs> And yeah. you're leveled up. You're good. You can join uh, Benjamin's desert druid at his cult. Maybe there he'll you teach you a couple spells. <laughs> no, he wouldn't because he's very selfish. But that's true. Yeah, he does. He, well, he he needs a few other druids around. I think. This season, on Saint Paylor's Place, can love heal? Janet, I'm sorry. I can't love you. But Brad, I love you. Whatever it is, I'm sure Healing Word can help you. Janet, Janet, can Healing Word cure my amnesia? Oh, Brad! Or will hearts be stolen? Dr. Brad, I've never seen wounds this severe. I think we're losing him. Oh, damn it, I'm out of spell slots. I need more spell slots in here, stat! <gasps> Janet, let's hope to Paylor this works. Hey, I'm fine. That was amazing, Janet. I know our relationship has been rocky, but I think I'm falling for you. You're too late, Brad. I'm already in love with your twin brother. No! Who will have the last word? 
on this season of St. Paylor's Place. Even beyond how this affects the training, it's like, it's difficult to picture how this affects quality of life generally, like for mm-hmm. people in these worlds is higher than ours. Like, I don't think, I don't think we ever run D and D campaigns where we assume that the quality of life of the people in those campaign settings is vastly superior to our own. But, but between, really it should be. Yeah. But it between cure be. wounds and lesser Why restoration, it? it would be. Yeah. I mean, these right. people never have any serious medical issues. Do you think that if people don't want to go to the uh, churches or whatever, there mm-hmm. could be a traveling like hedge healer, like we have the hedge mage. Yeah. So like these rangers or these paladins or druids or what have you. That mm-hmm. I definitely could see an organization that kind of cuts across bards, rangers and paladins. That is just mm-hmm. a kind of uh, what would you what's the word for not religious secular Secular. I could definitely see a secular healing organization that intersects between bards, rangers, and and paladins that just have feel like a moral responsibility to go around and provide mm-hmm. the service to people. And yeah, they they would probably have to actually learn stuff. They're the order of Hippo- Hippocrates. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to ask another question, um, kind of in that same vein. And I I read listeners, but I don't know, but I am visually impaired legally blind and i'm like with less restoration you can cure blindness and deafness and i'm like i'm wondering if that is a thing of like i know mechanically that's why they have it because it's like oh if you blind someone then you have an advantage now right but and like if someone's born blind or born mm-hmm. deaf can you just lesser restoration them and like oh we fixed them like not that i'm not trying okay, to say I that think it, blind or deaf is yeah unfixed right. you know right Sure. I'm going to say it probably depends on the reason why. Right. That's what I'm saying. If you don't like if you're missing an optical nerve, we can't yeah. lesser restoration that. Yeah. But see, that's the thing, though. I think Benjamin's saying with quality of life going up, it's like you would have a lot less people with disabilities because you could heal a lot of them. Yeah. With these some of these spells. Mm hmm. Like, you would still probably have some because you would get people that are born like mm-hmm. that and maybe they don't. Or people that get injured out not near any healers and then it, like, heals weird or something, you know. So you would still have them. It would just mm-hmm. be less common. Alex, what's a what's an example of healing weird? Um. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, if you break a bone and then it gets set improperly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Get the old crooked arm. I, I knew that's what you meant. Yeah. That like, okay, I'm I'm far out, and it happened to yeah. So now it's just like and now, and now this whole limb is just greenish, and uh, yeah, that's just the, that's the way I go. It's really, yeah. That's <laughs> my new weird, favorite spell: weird healing, healing weird. <laughs> healing weird. Oh, well, so one thing you kind of hinted at there, Alex, or, or can't kind of it was on the border of what you were talking about is that the what Dungeons and Dragons means when it says the word disease is not what the word disease means in the real world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, because disease applies to genetic conditions in the real world. And it's very strange to imagine that lesser rest, lesser restoration is curing genetic conditions mm-hmm. uh, in D and D. Although, but that's one of the things it, where I think it could be because it, it isn't specified, like how right. 
it it could be, but I I agree that it's probably not what they intended. Right, right. And I think that's where it's actually more fun to just take, I mean, as a thought experiment at least, to take the spells very literally and say, Mm -hmm. actually, no matter what, it can cure blindness, it can cure deafness, it can remove disease. And then, because that that is just a weird idea to sit with and think through. But you can still lose your taste or your smell because those are not covered in Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Stop me if this is too gross. Stopping you right now. No, no, continue, continue. So with with cure wounds, say you had livestock. Mm-hmm. Instead of butchering the oh. entire animal, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. would you be able to take parts you want and keep it alive? And then cure wounds it. That's an interesting question about whether or not, I guess it has to regenerate flesh, right? So there is the spell regenerate that's level seven. That's, you know, that one specifies you can grow back limbs and such. But I would but think chunks of would, flesh. Yeah. I don't know about chunks of flesh. But, but that, it has to though, right? Because otherwise, because when, you, when you're in a fight and you're losing hit points, presumably some of that might be that you get a little piece carved out of you. Mm-hmm. And slashing damage. If you have if you have armor on, right. slashing damage would just cause bruising, right? Because because it can't get through unless thicker armors. Unless I was unless. unless it like I guess if it gets around your armor, then then it yeah. will. So it it depends on how much armor you're wearing. And yeah. I think Dave's have a full things. plate though. Like if you're full, yeah. If you got full to plate, toe, then, then yes, it's just, just gonna end up being long bruise but okay so i guess it, it depends on i don't know because <laughs> it's a lot to think about i right, get us back on track well yeah. i was gonna no, no, say no, no, like, i'm not i, I like unfortunately bleeding, i'm not gonna like, get us back on track closing <laughs> i'm gonna drive us i'm gonna i'm gonna drive us further into the field i don't know if say, it can regrow flesh just like i think it ha- i think it has to be able to i think it has to be able to because otherwise like how are you really healing them if Nothing is regrowing. How yes. much flesh? It's all, I guess it's not it's... called speed scab, Quinn. It's called your wounds. You're right. It's not speed scab. <laughs> How foolish of me. The example of a cow, like, could you surgically remove meat from a cow and then cast cure wounds to keep it alive or to you know to, to heal it? It's interesting because it. We like to destroy whole fields in this show, and like that eliminates a. Uh, shitload of farming if you can just remove meat you need and then heal a creature like a livestock creature back up i had to double check this part of this so i i i looked and raised dead does not just target humanoids so if you wanted to if you had this like you know in, in our world we have wagyu beef mm-hmm. so like you could have like there instead of like it being like breeds or certain regions or something it could just be like this is my this is the top cow to get meat from is meat is always really good. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you just keep that cow alive forever. And maybe at some point it even makes sense. So I'm going to torture this okay. cow. Right. I mean, it is horrifying in that respect. It's a true nightmare. Now, yeah. I'm, now I'm going to come at you with this. How does it work with like, you get to the end of a creature's life? Like, yeah, well, that's what oh, he said. Natural life. Yes. Yeah. Well, Raised Dead does not bring somebody back from dead, I think, who died of natural causes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Right. That's so a there is, you're limited by that. 
But that is an interesting point. And look it, we figured out how to make eating meat better for the environment. Yeah. Hey. No, I feel like a bunch of druids. For torture. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I oh, feel like. It's, look, we, we fixed this, the sustainability issue. We have not remotely. <laughs> it's, it's probably <laughs> the same morally. Less moral, yeah. There's probably an order of druids that is trying to stop this practice, and is like, I will cast plant uh, plant growth for you. Quit this horrific yeah. <laughs> practice. These are living creatures that yeah. that have feelings, and uh, you're just carving them up and then putting a <laughs> band aid on them. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. I regret yeah, everything. Yeah. I regret my comment. I retract. I retract. I'm sorry. You I'm sorry the world. Back. You can't take it back. It's here now. There's even more disturbing angles. There's even more disturbing angles running through my mind right now that I don't want to get into. So <laughs> let's pivot back because there's there's another um, branch of this conversation that we've hinted at but haven't really done a deep dive on. And that's that with 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 medical issues being so easily resolved through the use of basically three spells, there's no reason for there to ever be a science around healing to ever be developed. Yeah. Which is what I was kind of hinting at with this like theory of germs. Like no one would learn to wash their hands. They would right. just eat because if I, Oh, well it's a little, God more sick. I'm just going to go over there yeah. to the, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge that actually. I'm I'm gonna challenge that in terms of being in the wilderness away from any of these medical organizations. Mm -hmm. So if you rangers are, and druids though, can they learn all three? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if they can spare the dying, but they definitely maybe not spare the dying. Yeah, but disease is fair, not a problem for anybody. Fair enough. You don't need I, spare the dying for that. Just just yeah. take your medicine check. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we found a use for it there when it you're is. a druid out in the wilderness by yourself. <laughs> well, my my impression of how rangers operate is that they're mostly solo, right? And they are getting into they're scouting and they're getting into situations where they have to get themselves out, and Depending on the situation, I don't know if you can use those spells in every single situation. I don't know if you can use those spells enough. Well, you definitely can't spare the dying yourself. Right. <laughs> so uh, I think that there there is the possibility of these secular groups developing some sort of medical practice so that they can survive better. I don't think so, though, because a no, secular no. group can have bards, rangers, it, paladins, you know, those celestial warlocks, those the uh, whatever the celestial. Right. So called. you're saying that these mm -hmm. folks would probably go out in pairs to just double up on being able to cover what needs to be so, done, because if you're by yourself, there probably would be some people out that are secluded that do these like develop these kinds of things because they don't, they happen to mm. not have access to it. But then again, if you just like, if you're going to be out by yourself like this, everyone would probably just be like, well, just get your one level in cleric or one level in druid <laughs> and just, you know, get your cure wounds ready. Just believe a little bit. Well, yeah, just believe in Paylor a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Or Enough. that's why I said or druid because you know that's a more natural right. Believe in nature path. a little bit. <laughs> just yeah. or believe. bard. Just learn this instrument. 
there would be some, but oh, but people wouldn't believe them or be like, well, yeah. why would you do it that way? Like, listen, yeah. this way always works. Your way That's works great. sometimes. Yeah. You're right. It be- that becomes like kind of superstition. Like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> Wash your hands, buddy. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah, sure. Yes. Look at this. Get a load of this weirdo at the crack. <laughs> oh, Ger- boy. Germs. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So um, it would be like that. Exactly how germ theory started yeah. here. Like I like, said, invisible yeah, insects. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Flying through the yeah, buddy. Sure. And then an apocalypse comes and all of the magic disappears <laughs> and everyone is screwed because <laughs> no one knows how to bandage anybody. Yeah. You're saying you want me to strap a stick to my leg? It hurts real bad. I'm not doing that. I'm not tying a stick to my leg. Where's Paylor? Come on. He's abandoned you. I think the, the, you know, to get back to that counterpoint, Dane, is that even if there were a few pockets of people who were looking for non-magical ways to heal, it would never coalesce into an institution no, because you're because right. yeah. there's such a so and without an institution to kind of carry that that knowledge into the future, everybody's just discovering the same kind of very basic concepts over and over again yeah. instead of mm-hmm. instead of it being a kind of tradition and or because they have to be doing that they aren't able to progress further because right. they're right focused and, on and even if they did the, it, people would just be like well why but why would you do it that way like yeah why would you like, why would I you treat something out. yeah we can do this and it's like. Yeah, Bob's 10 and he can do that too. <laughs> that was a first level spell. Yeah, there was a guy, um, I think this was in the 1800s, maybe 1700s, in which a lot of medical students were doing autopsies and then helping deliver babies. Mm. And a lot of babies were not making it. Mm-hmm. Whereas the midwives that were doing like the same number of um, deliveries were having more success. And he's like, hey, what if we... Um, wash our hands after the autopsy before we help and then like the number of deaths decreased drastically and so then he presented his research of like hey look at this cool thing i figured out and the medical community was like nah dude that's nothing it only took us a couple hundred more years to establish that yeah so babies aren't worth washing our hands for (laughs) yeah yeah i'm not going to take an extra 20 seconds to wash my hands. Are you kidding me? I can it's just all the go same eat. stuff. The <laughs> yeah. dead people's got this gross stuff and the babies have this gross stuff. It's all the same stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know so why. Anyway. It's interesting that you brought that up though, Alex, because I don't know why, but I had recently learned about that myself, oh, okay. about that, about that exact same situation. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And it's totally relevant here because if you delivered a baby and like it, things were not going well, just be like, well, just lesser restoration it then get it, yeah. get it out of here. Yeah. Well, and if we're not if we're not uh, researching medical things, what does that do to childbirth? I like, wouldn't say I was going to say C sections, right? Because you just cut cut it open, get the baby out. <laughs> Everything's out. a C section. Oh, like, actually, cut, cut it open. <laughs> well, they yes. I don't know what the abdomen. I suppose. Uh, uh, okay, okay. You're referring Abdomen to the part person. of the body and not the. <laughs> yeah, yeah not you were that. referring to Sorry. the the gestating person. I, <laughs> Sorry, I thought made it sound bad, but I, <laughs> no. I just I. 
I take my opportunity to strike at somebody who misspeaks in any chance I get. So, oh well, you should come on our show, Benjamin. It'll be rife with chances. Misspoken. Well, then what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Good point. So, but well, yeah, because a C-section would heal so quick. Yeah. Well, but so would normal birth. Like you could just have somebody sitting there cure woundsing during normal birth. Now, Benjamin, I know too. you are. I think you identify as male and probably don't have the capability to give birth. Right, but I think if right. you're a woman and the options were push this thing out of my vagina or uh-huh. have a C-section, I think they're going to choose a C-section that heals immediately. Right, I think they're going to choose the latter. Way less, way less to do. You know, I I don't I don't know I don't know because would it is it less scary the idea of somebody jamming a knife and cutting you because like in both cases I think in D and D we're talking about that probably there's not as good of painkillers. But but we're coming from the thing that we know that it's established that it's going we're going to be able to fix it and we'll be able to fix it yeah. with magic. Yeah. Well, and the surgeon's guild is right there, and and yeah. you might be light a couple uh, hundred gold afterward, but. Like we could do this really quick, or we can wait for maybe twenty hours or more. Well, yeah, yeah there is that before part you even of get birth, to that yeah. point. Yeah, I didn't yeah. really. Uh, yeah, this was none of my notes, by the way. This is just <laughs> we got there naturally. Well, that's what I'm here for. I'm the riff. I riff. I associate. You know, ADD would <laughs> lesser restoration cure my ADD. I hope not. It's a part of myself. That goes yeah. back. That. Is brings up the interesting idea of uh, disease again because also mental health conditions can be phrased or can right. have some, have occasionally been framed as diseases. And so then, if I feel real sad all the time, can somebody lesser restoration my depression away? Or like, you know, that would that would be nice sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. That should just that should just be where the episode ends. Like, it just we just stop there and we don't even <laughs> yeah, do the outro nice music. It just ends it. Um, well. I think that'll probably do us for Cure Wounds, Healing Word, the Healing Magics of Dungeons and Dragons. Quinn and Alex, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having us. What do you guys got to plug? Our show, woo, mm. a couple of characters. <laughs> you can find us at our website, a couple of characters podcast.com. And we're also on Twitter and Instagram at ACOC Podcast. Oh, and Patreon. We're there too. True. Nice. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at not a Dr. Quinn. Yeah, I am on Twitter at Alex N. Winterland. And I mostly when I tweet, it's uh, usually towards Benjamin and to spell magic. And I just am like, <laughs> hey, I hey thought what of this about spell. this idea? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you all. Uh, Quinn, you're on another podcast, though, right? I am on another podcast. This is true. With Dane. What? what? It's Who's called. Dane? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> uh, it's called Dungeons and Dragon Types, and we play Pokemon, Pokemon RPG. And Actual it's play fun. podcast. I, I play Pokemon Trainer in that. I play Willow. A lot of fun. Go around catching Pokemon. I play uh, Quincy Tyson, Pokemon Rancher. Anyway, I was just going to say we also had Dane on an episode of a couple of characters where we didn't talk about ice knife as he always tries to say, but we talked about freezing fing- or frost fingers. That's what yeah. it's called. Mm. And next Just opportunity there, but whatever. yeah, we should have done ice knife. Maybe flame blade. What about flame blade? Oh, 
<laughs> complimentary spell. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, thanks for having us. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for being on. If you, the listener, have any further thoughts about what we spoke of today, or if you have any particular comments that you'd like to include in this conversation, please let us know on Twitter at DispelMagicPod. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you again after your next long rest. And keep on rolling. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Dispel Magic. If this has inspired any ideas for your game, or you have another take on today's topic, please let us know on Twitter, at DispelMagicPod. You can find Benjamin, at Sterling Vermin, and Dane, at Dane in Danger. Thank you to Slim Mittens for our cover art, produced by Benjamin Huffman, produced and edited by Dane Fox McGraw. Nice. That's what I say. Oh, okay. He knows, Dane. <laughs> he knows. <laughs>